0: Welcome everybody to the preview show in association with Sports Broker. I'm pleased to be joined by Lee Nichols and Paul Clements, part of our our goalkeeping union here at Huddersfield Town. How are you two doing?
1: Yeah,
2: I'm good,
0: good, thanks. Good, good, good. Um, uh, If we just start, uh, Lee, with your your thoughts on the the Stoke game. Um, I thought we were unlucky to to miss out on, on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I thought we deserved something from the game. Um, I think we played well as a team. I think we controlled the game well. Um, we had a few chances. It was, as a team, it was just two sloppy goals, really. I thought we did create the best chances. I thought we had more chances. And I think as a team, as a whole, we come away thinking like we were disappointed not to take something from the game.
0: Yeah, what about you, Clem? Um, when you watch the games, are you more watching Lee or are you, are you watching in the, the full game and, and caring about the, the full result?
2: Yeah I think when I watch the game live obviously if, if the ball goes that way I'm checking where Lee's starting positions are and you know Lee might be communicating with me from the pitch so I don't watch it like like maybe you guys would but um obviously I've got the role with a fourth official and 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 on the communication up in the stands so so I don't watch it as maybe everybody else watches it because we're all doing the same thing. It's 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 um it's not best use of our time. But yeah. um but yeah I came away frustrated really. I thought if I'm honest I, I think a, a draw would have been a fair result. Um yeah I, I agree with Lee we had the better chances. I think um I think we just got to take confidence from that because they're a good side and they'll be up there. And um I think like if that had been last season the season before we might have been on the wrong end of a, a two or three four. 4-0. So, you know, we see progression. Um, we, we're frustrated. I'm never going to sit here and say we're happy with a, a defeat because we're not. But um, yeah, I think it's one of them where you just got to stay positive and build on it on it tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, definitely. And as you just touched on, it's joys of the championship, straight back into it tomorrow night, Bloomfield Road at Blackpool. Um, but if we, we leave that for one second, Lee, how are you settling at the club? It's, it's sort of... Been a couple of months now since you since you've joined, but how is life at Huddersfield feel?
1: Yeah, it's been good. You know, it's been a really good start for myself. Um, you know, apart from probably COVID, probably the perfect start. Um, but yeah, I've loved every moment of it. I've I told Clem like I just yeah you know, I just fell in love with the club. I just sort of come in. It's just a pleasure to come in and work, and the way the club's set up, everyone from down to the chairman to the fans. To the town, everything is has been top notch so far.
0: That's good. And what's it like training with Clem? Because I've I've seen you guys out on the pitch. He's uh he don't give you an easy time of
1: it. No, it's well, it's definitely different from what i worked from before. But like, it's been it's been good. Like I've I've seen the improvements in myself since since day one since I've come in, and um it's it's challenging. It's it's you know like we're out in training, we're having debates. Like it's like just try it and see if it works for you and. Yeah, I think I've come on a lot since since the start of pre season. What's it
0: like settling in as a goalkeeper? Because obviously you guys train somewhat separately. Obviously you're on the same pitch and you're on the you're on the guys in the dressing room and everything. But it's a bit different to being an outfield player, isn't it? Is it does it take slightly longer becoming part of the group or is it your own little thing?
1: No, I think it's more like. People talk about it, about the union and I think when I first come in, I think Ryan just looked after me from day one since as soon as I walked in the dressing room he was helping me where they should go, showing me around the place, showing me where everything was. And I think it's a massive credit to Ryan that how well I've settled in because he, he for the first two or three weeks he did really look after me.
0: Oh that's good to good to hear. Um what about you, Clem? What's it like um working with Lee? How's he been sort of from your perspective since he joined?
2: Absolute disaster. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, he's, um, you you know, he's he's everything. I think that the hardest thing when you're recruiting goalkeepers is you you watch them play and you watch, um, you like get snippets of training sessions and you speak to people and you try and do as much research on them as you can. But ultimately, you don't know if you're going to click until you're on the grass together and um obviously you can't have him in on trial or anything like that um because it's a it's a transfer so i think i've been really pleased the way we've just connected um you know he's um he respects the way i work um he knows that i want him to chip in and not just be be a silent one with the younger ones and he's he certainly took up that role um and yeah you know i just um I've just been really pleased with the with the group as a general I think the dynamics really good um and Lee obviously he's been a massive part of that um and obviously Lee's the senior one he's you know he's what sort of 8 years older than anyone else in the group so um he's took on that um that role really well and uh, credit to him so far
0: That's good to hear sort of it's a An interesting point to ask you on and and something that I think the fans have picked up as well on is um, we don't have a a number one player in terms of the squad numbers. And that was your shout in that I think symbolically you wanted both Lee and Ryan to have something to aim for and and target. Can you just run us through that decision and and what the thinking behind it was?
2: Yeah, I think in the summer we were looking for someone to to really push Ryan. I think, if I'm honest, Ryan um, was pushing Ben last year, and when we brought Ben back, um, we made it all about Ben. We said, "Look, you're the number one. You're getting the number one shirt because he was 12 before. Um, Come on, this is your season with the town fans. You've got, you've got to, you've got to step up to the mark." And we felt that we got him going. Um, we got him going enough. Um, that There was quite a lot of interest in him. And he wanted he wanted to pursue that interest and leave, and you know I only want lads who who want to be at the club first and foremost. So so Ryan comes into the team, does really well, but it was quite a big pressure on him last year, and um, there was probably a period where he needed to come out of the team, but we didn't really feel that the ones behind him deserved to play. So he he got through it and he finished strong. So the first question was, do we give Ryan the number one shirt for next season? He's done really well. um, And I just thought it was too much for him too early. He's still learning. He's still developing. um, He loves this club. And I just thought that shirt for him carries so much weight um, that we just didn't want to kill him. And then obviously with Lee coming in, um, we said to Lee, look, you're not going to be the out and out number one. You know, we've got a good young keeper, but you'll you'll get game time, you'll come, you'll challenge, and, um, you know, Lee's challenge is to establish himself as a championship number one, Um, you know, he has played in the league previously, but his main um, game time's been in League One, so it was a challenge for Lee, so I just thought they've both got a number one on their back, 21 and 31, and and the number one shirt for this club is up for grabs, come and take it, and, um, you know, obviously Lee's got the shirt at the minute, and you know, he's is, um, is, is in possession of it. He's doing really well. Um, you know, if we brought another goalkeeper in, he'd have to keep that shirt. If we get to the summer and he's played every game and he's the out-and-out out number one and he wants that shirt, then that shirt means something to this club and, and you don't just get it willy-nilly, you know? So, um, yeah. so, yeah, it was my shout. And I just thought that between the two of them, um, come on, nothing... Comes easy in life, coming coming come and have it out, and um, and yeah, that was the reason, really.
0: Yeah, create a bit of competition within the squad because that's always it's sort of indicative of, of, of getting better performance out of everyone to, to get have them something to, to earn.
2: It it can be, it can work both ways because you know, you take like, say, for example, Kasper Schmeichel. I know that he he likes to be the main man, and he he has to be. I mean, Jonas was the same to be honest, he, he was better. When he knew it was all about him, he um, takes Shea Given and Steve Harper, who fought it out for years. They got the best out of each other. It, it just depends, but I think I think Lee and Ryan have massive respect for each other, and uh, like I said, the dynamics really good. I think they're learning off each other, and I think um, I think Ryan did need to come out the team and and just have that sort of period out, which. Kind of didn't go to plan because Lee decided to get COVID the day before the season. <laughs> but ultimately, now we're, we're in a position where Lee's got the shirt and Lee's doing really, really well. And um, so long it continues.
0: Yeah, Lee, you've you've made a really good start to the to the campaign, and you've sort of made that step up from League One, as as Clem says, into the Championship. How, how's that transition been for you? Is there any immediate differences you've noticed between the two divisions?
1: Yeah, just the pace of it. The pace of it and the quality in, in in the championship. Um I played it before, so obviously I've played there and I've seen it before, but obviously playing so many games in League One, it, you just see it straight away. Um you know, it's up to me now to to make sure I'm I, I can match that.
0: Is there anything about your game or anything on the training field you've had to adapt to, you know, deal with that pace?
1: No, not for the pace. I think me and Clem have just worked hard on making me a better overall keeper. We've worked on things that may improve me and may help me to make more saves. And um, personally, I can see the differences already.
0: You've um, you've spoken about and and Clem touched on this again um, about the relationship you and Ryan have, being each other's biggest fans. How does that work? Is it is it slightly strange in that you know you're in competition with each other, but at the same time? There is that that want for each other to be the best possible keeper.
1: Yeah, of course. You know, like I I just use Sathi as an example. Like Ryan messaged me directly and was like, "Good luck, go and do your thing." And I think that's just the respect we have for each other. I think you know we're like we're mates off the pitch, and I think we generally do want the best for each other. And you know, like if Ryan was Ryan was ever play a game, if he ever got the shit, like I would be the first one to back him. I'd be the first one to to make sure that, that everyone was right for them to, to, to go on the pitch and perform well.
0: No, that's good. Um, Clem, part of your role at the club, and, and obviously having come through the academy to, and then becoming the, the overall head of goalkeeping, is is bringing through the younger lads and, and creating that pathway between our academy set up and the first team. How does that work in practice, and what are you doing with the younger lads to try and get them prepared for first team football and, and sort of keep them at the club long term?
2: I think, um, like this morning, the, the first team are not training until this afternoon. I've been out with a younger group this morning, so I work with them as much as I can. Um, I like to work with four keepers, so I'll have Lee Ryan and, and two of the younger ones. Um, obviously, having we've got two senior goalkeepers and, and trying, um, trying not to have three and four creates a natural pathway, you know, Nicholas has been on the bench the last couple of games, um, yeah. which has been great experience for him, um, you know, but obviously it's just getting that balance um, between um, creating the pathway and not having too much risk that, mm-hmm. you know, touch every bit of wood going, if anything happens to one of them two, we don't leave ourselves short. Um, but no, I, I like to give young goalkeepers an opportunity. Um, that's why I have to bring in people like Lee who are going to accept that they're training with younger goalkeepers because I've certainly been with goalkeepers before I don't like that and um, and I think it's My job is to facilitate things. I don't, you know, people say coaching, it's facilitating. So I can, like Lee said earlier, we have debates on the pitch. I put them in situations where we've got to work stuff out. And, you know, the senior ones obviously lead a lot of the times because they've been through that more often. But for me, it's just about giving the lads opportunities and that's on a daily basis. You know, I'll have um, Nick and Gio train with us this afternoon. Um, They've got to be good enough. To train to train with us, um, so obviously that's why I've been working with the younger ones this morning to prepare them. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, if if you look at Ryan, um, the amount of money that's getting spent on goalkeepers, even squad goalkeepers, um, you look at the wages that are being paid in the Championship, not even the Premier League. You know, um, you, you know, they they cost money, and and if we can bring through our own um, or bring them in. At fifteen, sixteen, for a low price and develop them. Then it's one, it's cost-effective, and two, you get lads who actually want to play for the club. Um, so, for me, I'm a massive advocate of bringing the young ones through. And and for that, like say, you have to have to forge them a pathway. Otherwise, they just don't get an opportunity. Um, I mean, if if we had three, four senior goalkeepers, they wouldn't even get the opportunity to train with the first team. Yeah. Um, you know, in the small-sided games, etc. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a big thing for me. It's a big thing.
0: What's it been like for you, Lee, sort of being more involved with the younger keepers? And obviously, like, uh, like Clem says, Nick's been on the, the bench the past few games. Is that something that gives you a bit of value added to your just your day-to-day job and, and sort of concentrating on your own performances you become a a mentor and and that senior figure for those younger lads, is that something you're enjoying and and quite like about the club?
1: Yeah, well, when I was a kid at 16, I I was at Wigan and we had um, three senior keepers who were really good with me. Who really looked after me, really showed me the way and the way I should act and the way I should be around the club and treat people. And it's a credit to them, to be honest, because I think they, Sort of set the example. So, all the way through my career, I've sort of based it off them. And um, yeah, I just like to help them. I'd, I'd like to show them the way. And I'd like one of them to be sat here when they're 28 and 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 say the same thing I'm saying about the likes of Mike Pollock, Chris Kirkland, Scott Carson. Like, these are keepers that are all played a big part in my career. And um, yeah, for me, it's a, it's a massive credit to them. Do they.
0: Do the younger lads sort of nick and geo? Do they come to you for advice, even even Ryan, and sort of you know ask questions about their own game and areas in which they could improve, or even ask you about parts of your games that they might be able to nick?
1: No, I don't think they ask me specifically. I sort of try and help them as much. Like, if I see something where it like they could do something else that maybe would improve the game, then. I'll, I'll tell them, but I don't think they're the type of people that come up and ask me and and stuff like that. But yeah, like I think they're improving a lot, and and it's a good it's a good bunch to be honest. I think they're all hardworking, and they've just got to keep pushing. And I think every one of them's got a hell of a chance.
0: It sounds really good. It sounds like the club there's quite a, a healthy atmosphere among the keepers at the club. Is that sort of one of the most satisfying parts of of coaching or or facilitating as you call it just sort of having that that group of lads together and and seeing the fact that they all pull for each other and and they all want each other to do the best they possibly can
2: yeah because you know there's there's nothing worse than having having a moody one who's not willing to to chip in and it's all about him and you know that there has been times on the training pitch of course where the standard ain't being good enough, and I've got to get into him and and protect Lee's session because you know he he's got to train hard. But um, but ultimately, like Lee says, everyone was a young keeper once, and um, and you know like Gio and and Nick in particular, the ones who are training with us more at the moment, um, you know that they've got so many good attributes, and um, you know that like like Lee says, we we think they've got a chance of having a career, and um, you know it's been a great. Great experience for Nick over the last couple of games, being on the bench. Um, I feel like I need to explain that. So, so Ryan's, um, Ryan's struggling with a bit of a sore back. He's, uh, he's grown. Um, he's grown a centimetre and a half, which sometimes you have a late spurt at 21. And um, it's just obviously knocked everything out of sync. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong, we actually feel that... You know, touch wood, if there was something couple with Lee, Ryan could step on the pitch. But the the, the better thing to do is to, to rest him for, for a few days. Um, now, to be able to do that, you have to have someone you trust. And, and we trust Nick to be on the bench because ultimately, if he had to come on, we think he, he'd handle the situation really well. And that's a credit to everyone at the club. It's not just me as the goalkeeping coach. It's Dan Hughes who works with him in the gym. Um, with all the keepers, with the strength and conditioning. Nessan, with the with the nutrition, like Lee's lost three kg since coming into the club. Um, you know, he's a lot more lean and powerful. And, um, you know, Matt Toms, our psychologist, who obviously speaks with them, dealing with all the different scenarios that come up. So it's, again, it's just making sure that everyone's got that access to everything. Um, to make sure that they enjoy coming to work. And that's ultimately what I've got at the minute, is I've got a group of goalkeepers who enjoy coming to work. I absolutely buzz off the grass, being on the grass with them, love it. And, yeah. um, you know, nothing is better than us winning with a clean sheet and the and the goalkeepers making, making a, a telling contribution. It's, you know, perfect situation.
0: I might need to have a word with Nestle myself because losing 3kg sounds like something that will be right on my street. <laughs> uh, um, if we, we talk about the, uh, the next game, uh, Blackpool, um, what have you been talking about and preparing for that game, Lee? Because obviously there's such a quick turnaround from Saturday stuck away to tomorrow night going to the seaside. How do you deal with that turnaround and, and prepare for that game?
1: I think we've just got to focus on us. Like It's going to be a tough game. There's no easy games in the Championship. Um, you know, Fulham be um sorry, Blackpool be Fulham on Saturday. So it's going to be a tough game, but we need to just be us. we you know, we're going to any game thinking we can we can win whoever we're playing. So we just need to be ready. We just need to be us and we just need to bounce back from Saturday.
0: This might be a, a, a stupid question. I hold my hands up, you two can laugh at me afterwards if it is. But one concern I always have about these, you know, late night games on the Tuesday, especially somewhere like Blackpool where it's going to be freezing, is as a keeper, how do you stay warm? Because I've got enough <laughs> threats sat in the press box, and I'm going to have a big old coat on. How do you keep yourself warm when you're in the in the in the goal? And hopefully, it's a quiet afternoon for evening for you. Sorry.
1: I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever been on the pitch and thought, on I'm cold." Yeah, I think it's just really the adrenaline. The yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're just in the game, or uh, you just you just get on with this sort of thing, yeah.
0: What about you, Clem? When it gets a bit cold here in December, do you stick a coat on to go out training, or is it is it the same thing?
2: No, do you know what? I, I, when I train with the keepers, when we go out, I've always got shorts on. Um, I'm, no I'm tights. Fine. No tights, never. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely fine until we until we go over with the team, and then maybe I'm like stood behind the goal, like watching the lads. Um, and then I need to wrap up. I look like the Michelin man then. <laughs> um, but yeah, when we're working, we're working hard, so yeah. the body's warm and we're good to go. Yeah,
0: oh, that's an interesting one because even like I say, that's that's one thing from being sat in the stands all those years and things. I've always wondered is that that keeper's done nothing for about half an hour. He must be freezing. But if you <laughs> if you're warm, then that's probably a good uh, a good uh, good thing. Clem, from your perspective, sort of um, scouting and, and analyzing ahead of the Blackpool game, how do you go about that? Do you concentrate more on their forwards are you looking at what their keeper does are you you know are you giving like Fraser and Josh and and Sauber tips on what their keeper does well and does badly or how does your role sort of fit into that sort of a thing
2: yeah without giving any anything away tactically we (laughs) of course um (laughs) yeah I'll look after the um, the attacking trends, we call it, which the, obviously the analyst department um, prepare videos for us to look through and then we decide what we want to show the players. But from the goalkeeping point of view, we look at how they press on goal kicks, how they create their chances, um, you know, what's their main threats. Like, obviously, when we played Stoke the other day, we knew they were going to put lots of balls into the box. But I know that kind of a week in advance so we can drip it into the training week. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, obviously, I like to watch the other goalkeepers as well. So, yeah, I will speak with um, the strikers and and things about the the goalkeeper, maybe the the goalkeeper's weaknesses that we can exploit. But um, it's all done on individual clips. So it's not necessarily like me presenting in a room at times. It's on the iPads, in the dressing room. Um, You know, as goalkeepers, we do have a... I'm meeting on the attacking trends. I present um, to the lads. We do the penalties and free kicks. So we, we look at the penalty takers, the direct free kicks that that we think are, you know, gonna gonna hit the target. So so we go into the game as best prepared as we can. But we try and do one game at a time because I don't want to start working on Blackpool before Stoke, and I don't yeah. want to start working on Forest before Blackpool because um, I, I want Lee to go on the pitch and, and be clear in his mind what's gonna, what's gonna come, but ultimately um, you know, anything can happen in a game. So that's why I try and prepare the keepers for any event, um, any eventuality that could happen rather than just solely focusing on say we're playing a team who crosses, let's just do crossing all week. It can't be that. but we certainly um, drip feed it into the training and um yeah obviously the coaching staff we were we were in yesterday um we're in since seven o'clock this morning um you know it's it's monday midday at the the time of recording um we'll be in late tonight and, and we're in all day before the game tomorrow so there's a lot of hours off the pitch that go into it and um you know we've got a keep the lads fresh so they're not in the building as much as us but um, there's certainly a lot of um, analysing and preparing going into
0: the game Lee for you, do you, when you're on the pitch and stuff, say the opposition goalkeeper has a worldie or something like that are you watching him and, and sort of, you know, when you have a word with him at the end of the game and stuff, do you congratulate each other how far does the goalkeeper union go or are you kind of sat there in your own goal hoping he, he chucks one in his own net how, how does it go for you?
1: No, it's a weird one. Like, obviously, we want to win every game. Um, but obviously, if he's had a good game, I'll say I, I'll say to him, well played, I'll good save. I don't know, like, I thought you were unlucky there if we have won or whatever. But obviously, we want to win. But it, it's just all respect, to be honest.
0: Yeah, there's kind of a, a mutual respect across all goalkeepers, and I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think, obviously, you get some people who are maybe not buy into it or... Maybe a bit different, but for me personally, I think it's massive. I think you know, like if you have a stinker, the first person you turn to is your goalie coach and, and and someone in the team or another goalkeeper. Or you go off the pitch and you speak to someone who used to play and get their opinion and stuff. And yeah, I think it's definitely there. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Right. Lee, you've got a, uh, a gym session soon. So I'm just going to fly through a couple of quick questions. Um, otherwise, Clem will, will be telling me off. Um, so, for the two of you, would you rather win 1 0 or 5 1?
2: 1 0. 1
0: 0. 1 0. I thought that might be the answer. Um Lee, for you, with sort of especially at home, what's the atmosphere for you with the the fans directly behind the goal, especially in the in the cow shed? Is that something you've picked up on? Is that something you enjoy?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think all the fans and have been different class. I think they've really got behind us. Um and it's and it's really helped, you know. I think with each game at home we've improved and um yeah, but just stay behind us, just keep supporting us and and let's see where we can go.
0: Um, who is the the best striker you've played against in your career today? Do you
1: think? Um, good question.
0: Is there anyone that's stuck out, especially at the club, when you train as well, who you constantly getting one past you or anything in training? I'd
1: say in training, I'd say Rhodes and Wardy seem to be putting it past me a bit too often, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd say them too, at the club, definitely the rest finishes.
0: One of the uh, one of the fans has asked as well, and you, you can both answer this. Um, I think in, in sort of what for keeper Ben Foster's been doing it a lot, but sort of match day vlogs and that sort of a thing. Is that something you'd ever be interested in doing? Do you want to get those media boys stick as a GoPro in the back of
2: net for you <laughs> or anything like that?
1: I'll leave that decision to Clem. So <laughs> <laughs> I, do
2: you know what? I've been asked this before, and um, yeah. For me, no. I think for me, the keeper's got to concentrate on the game. Um, right. I don't mind. I mean, we did when Ryan made his debut; they did one, didn't they, behind the sticks and stuff. And um, I watched all the footage before it went out. I don't mind it, but I think I think Ben's at a different stage of his career. I watch it to be fair; it's brilliant sight. Yeah. Insight, but um, yeah, few uh, few things tactically on there. I don't think that should be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is it something that, for example, if we were playing Watford, Watford, would you be having a look at it because it might give something away that he, you know, could let it in?
2: Hundred percent, yeah. Um, we watch um, we watch a lot of the media stuff, and that's why, like, obviously, when our inside training goes out, we try and watch it first because we don't want to give anything away either. And um, yeah, there has been, um, you know, sometimes you're looking at Twitter pictures and seeing which. People have got bibs on the day before everything, just any anything to try and try and get that little bit of insight. But um, yeah, I don't, uh, I won't be too impressed if uh, Lee starts walking around with a GoPro before goes. <laughs> we'll no, leave that one for okay. another
0: time, then Lee. Um, one of the, the last questions I'll, I'll give you, Lee, is um, the fans, and, and this is the, the polite way of say this: they've, they've picked up on your game management style of perhaps slowing it down a little bit when you're in the goal. Is that something you you kind of enjoy because, you know, the Stoke fans are getting a bit aggy with you at the weekend and it's something that, that people might pick up on. Is is that part of your game or is that something Clem has a word with you about?
1: No, not really. I just think there's times to do it. I think it's, it's massive in certain parts of the game, but it was strange on I Stoke because I didn't feel like I was slowing it down. I was, you know, <laughs> I was just trying to play. I was just trying to do get the team on, like, to start an attack to make the right decision and, yeah, I don't know. I think it was more the fan, their fans sort of got onto us and uh, onto the referee, sorry. And I think it just went from there. But, you know, I don't think the Stoke game was massively. I was just trying to, because it was 0 0 at the time, first half, it was 0 0. And, um, yeah, maybe, yeah, I didn't think I slowed it down then, but, you know, it's football. <laughs> People have opinions.
2: Just a little bit of insight into that. So I was at the fourth official saying, when their keeper was getting the ball, I was going, look, he's no different. Watch him, watch him. And he was going really slow because, yeah, the fans can turn the game. That's yeah. why it's more of an advantage to be at home. So, again, you were asking about my role earlier. Sometimes it's to try and uh, protect because, um, obviously, if Lee gets a yellow card quite early, it's it uh, puts pressure on him. So, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think he was going too slow either. Um,
0: okay, that's fair just... enough. That's fair enough. I think we've we <laughs> no, managed think so. to... I've, I've
1: slowed down a bit too much. Like, that wasn't <laughs> funny.
0: I think we've popped a yellow card at a throw-in for for um, delaying a little bit, but that seemed a bit uh, out of order to me as well. I'll let you two go now. This is the last one. This is, a, again, from a fan. It's a bit of a silly one, but um,
1: what's your favourite
0: cheese? Um,
1: I don't know.
2: Stilton, maybe? Stilton,
0: just... oh, that's a smelly one. Yeah. What about you, Clem?
2: Um, I'm not a big cheese fan to be fair but I don't mind a pizza so whatever's on that no, no.
0: Mozzarella I think is the, is the go-to yeah, on the
2: pizza one. Oh yeah, no I'm,
1: I'm changing my mozzarella Okay yeah,
0: Excellent So it's pizzas in for, for the keepers and if you keep a clean yeah. sheet at Blackpool there'll be a pizza on the bus on the way home then maybe No, no
2: International break only
0: <laughs> fair, fair enough Thank you to both uh, for your time I'll uh, I'll let you get off to the, the gym now Lee, before somebody tells me off And uh, yeah, Blackpool away tomorrow night and uh, good luck both of you for that one.
2: Thank you. No problem.
0: And thanks again to to Sports Broker for, uh, for sponsoring the preview show.